Welcome to the Going in Circles Big Monday Show. I don't have any enthusiasm tonight, and I'm sorry about that. And if it's the first time you've ever heard a show, I really apologize. But I'm just fed up, and um, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Our sport is a disgrace. It's in complete disarray. And people are either in denial, um, or they're just too stupid to understand this or they're appalled in walking away, or some variation of this. And it's just gotten to be uh, sickening, to be honest. I'm tired of actually trying to defend the sport. And if you don't see the problems, then you are the problem. If you defend people that don't deserve defending... They wouldn't defend you. Seriously. They wouldn't defend you. Wake up, man. This business doesn't have to be. Horse racing doesn't have to be. I feel terrible for the young kids getting in this game. That have passion for this sport. Because that's really one of the biggest problems we have is the people that run racetracks have zero passion for the business. The people that are just squeezing every drop of uh, out of this sport at the top. You know who we're talking about. They have no passion for this. They have a passion for themselves. Do the right thing. We do backflips when someone brings a horse back to race as a four-year-old. Oh my God, what sporting, what sporting men they are. We're running for money here. Hello. It's just ridiculous. It's just got to be embarrassing to be involved with this sport. I never thought I would say that. I grew up in Saratoga, man. I've been I've been involved in this sport since I was a kid. A little kid. The track was always a magical place. And it's not magical anymore. It just isn't. It just isn't. The people that run these tracks, they don't have any passion for it. And I'm not talking about the guys who are out there working their ass off to, to get things going. I'm, I'm talking about the people at the upper level, at the top. We all know Churchill Downs doesn't care about horse racing. We know that. I mean, that's a given. But they're out there playing chess. Everyone else in the sport's playing checkers. You think it's healthy when Churchill Downs is looking to sell Twin Spires? You're looking to liquidate. Maybe you could say, you know what, from a business perspective, because there's things involved in Twin Spires other than just the horse racing ADW. But you could say, well, it's never been valued higher, right? So they're looking to liquidate and, you know, profit. Just like they profited from. Calder, just like they profited from Arlington, closing them. Not operating them, closing them. But there's no passion there. 
Belinda Stronach, she has no passion for horse racing. I think she, she more or less admits it. Her dad had passion. She doesn't. She's not a horse racing person. She doesn't want any horses. She doesn't breed horses. Let's make her a bad person. Just saying. She has no she has no passion for this. So when you think about California and the disaster that's looming out there, and that uh, March, uh, excuse me, uh, December 15th, the uh, California Racing Board meeting, that ought to be a doozy. But think of the, the hell that's going to rain down on California racing after Medina Spirit uh, expired today on the racetrack. You know, the horse that's been in the news for, what, uh, seven months now that uh, led to a situation where Saturday Night Live's got caricatures of Mr. Bob. They say no good publicity's bad publicity. Well, I kind of beg to differ in this situation. Dead horses are not good publicity, and they're not easily explained away. This isn't the minutia of drug testing, especially uh, considering how... <laughs> I, I can't say this in a strong enough fashion, how, how badly the Kentucky Horse Racing Racing Commission has botched this. But racing, the survival of racing has always had to have been a business conversation. We have to converse about what racing brings to the table. What good does racing do for the state and the county and the city and the people of wherever a track is located? The jobs created, the open space saved, the agricultural benefits the ancillary benefits of feed of uh, feed vendors and, and tack vendors and training centers and breeding farms. The tax benefits of visitors. Think of a place like Keeneland or think of a place like Saratoga or Oaklawn or even Gulfstream. How many people visit these tracks from out of state, from other places. Well, hell, the Preakness makes Maryland racing profitable. Just that one day. So many people show up. Economics, we can argue those. We can point out the good. We can point out the, the benefits. We can point out all the things that make racing great. The fact that gambling is is just spreading like wildfire. But emotionally, if you make this an emotional conversation... We can't get to zero breakdowns. We can't. It's impossible. We're talking about physical. Anything that lives can die. And it will. And there's a million different reasons why. I'm not blaming Bob Baffert for Medina Spear dying today. I don't know why the horse died. 
It doesn't matter. He's dead. And he was in his hands. And he is toxic. Toxic. No matter what the people that own horses with him say, no matter what the people that allow him to race at their track say, he's toxic. His name is toxic in the general media. It's hard to stay isolated in the modern day with, uh, with the intrusion into our lives of technology. News moves so fast. That's why newspapers are basically out of business. And yet there's people in this business that just seem like they're oblivious to the rest of the world. And animal rights people are mostly Looney Tune people. I'm not saying that they're right about most of what they say. They're as disingenuous of a group as there is. But in this case, they're not going to be wrong. You have a toxic personality. You have a trainer with a drug positive in the biggest race we have. No matter what his lawyers say, it's still a positive. And that's how the weekend started with the Friday night news dump of, oh, vindication. No vindication. It, it does. It, the rule says nothing about injection versus topical. It's a violation and it's going to stand. And if, if it doesn't stand, everyone in the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission, including the janitors and the people that, that clean the parking lots, should resign should resign you can't blow this and you know what it doesn't even matter anymore it doesn't even matter because the horse is dead and because that's the only thing that people are going to want to talk about and how do you explain that to people how do you explain it toxic drugs dead horse that, my friends, is the Bermuda Triangle of shit for horse racing. Are there other people that are bad people in this business? Yes! It's full of bad people. The more it shrinks, the funny thing is the bad people are the ones that seem to stay. There's lots of great people in this business. There's lots of people that love their horses, that actually care about their horses, that do the right thing. That do the right thing. That bite the bullet. Lots of them. And, and I'm sorry that I can't turn the spotlight towards them because I wish I could. But it's just like everything else in this world. NBC Nightly News, ABC Nightly News, CNN, Fox News, whatever. Carnage sells. Nobody's turning on to see the, the little kitty that got rescued. I'm sorry, just the way it is. The Naira stewards are directly responsible for what Naira, for what happens on the racetrack at, and, and for, for Ira Head Ortiz. And he's not the only one that rides aggressively there, overly aggressive. Thankfully, the bug boy didn't get killed on Friday. 
Because, you know, people fall out of, off a of horse going 40 miles an hour. That kind of thing can happen. But they don't do their jobs on a daily basis. They don't do their jobs. And there's a million excuses. Oh, well, you know, the situation here is tough because, you know, one guy works for this, one guy works for that, one guy. Well, why don't you all work together and say, hey, you know what we could do? We could make the riders ride straight. Great group of riders there. Talented as, as could be. They can ride straight. They choose not to. And you let them. And race riding is all bullshit. It's all bullshit, race riding. Race riding should just be illegal. Stay in your freaking lane and drive, ride straight. Create a standard. And it's, it happens other places. Look at what happened in the Haskell. It's funny, like, nobody even talks about the whip rule anymore because everyone's sick of it. Florent Giroux got, got fined $5,000 because he hit a horse six, seven times in a race in the Breeders' Cup instead of six, a horse that could beat 18 lengths. Which means that the stewards had to have looked at many different views to count the times he struck the horse because the horse wasn't in the picture at the end because he was 17 lengths behind. Which means they just were looking for something like that. And they're going to fine him $5,000. Yet, trainers get drug positives one after another, after another, after another, and they get fined $1,500. The same guys, the same guys, the same guys, the same guys, the same guys. Maryland spent months fixing their track. Five months later, track's not fixed. Five months, three months, not fixed. Not fixed. Gulfstream built a track to put a torpedo track in. They have no pulls. All the races are about distances. Nobody can time a race. Photo finishes don't work. The Breeders' Cup Classic. The Breeders' Cup Classic, the richest race in the United States, run on national television in prime time. Larry Comis was reading... The fractions off of the tote board, which were different than the ones NBC was posting on the, the screen, the TV screen. And neither of them was even right. A third set of times were actually correct. We can't time races anymore. Now you ask, ask, ask yourself this. Ask yourself this. If... The announcer is giving one time, and the TV screen is showing another time. And in reality, the, the true time is, is a third time. Why would you have any confidence that anything is on the up and up in this sport? Why? Why? I don't want to hear about... Other people are, are, are bad guys, too. I don't want to hear that. That doesn't matter. Other guys aren't leading national news stories, no matter what they do. We'll be back in a minute. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Going in Circles Big Monday show. 
I wanted to let you know that we have a weekly newsletter that you can subscribe to for free, the Going in Circles Digest. It's a, kind of a combination newsletter, stakes preview. Um, we have some uh, restaurant reviews on there, various topics, but uh, we also have a couple um, pieces about various uh, industry topics or racing history. This last week we did a piece on the great Arazi and his spectacular move in the 1991 Breeders' Cup Juvenile, which uh, unfortunately was the, the pinnacle of his career. But um, it's a free subscription. Go to goingincirclesdigest.substack.com and check it out. All right, the Going in Circles Digest. Thanks for listening. Hello, my friend. What's happening, my man? Well, <laughs> or what hasn't happened, I should say. Lots happened since since we last spoke last week. So much, like ridiculous. Yes, I had an extra long intro, so so people have already heard a little bit of a rant by the time they've got to the berry section because I didn't want to just uh, include you in um, my targeted attack, basically. Because it's just not the right thing to do. (laughs) Which, of course, is something that in horse racing doesn't seem to exist anymore. that, That know doing the right thing option doesn't seem to be the the lever pulled very often it seems like there's uh an excuse lever that's for sure there's always an excuse and there's always a another guy and there's always a, a scenario and there's always legal matters there's always something right but but just doing the right thing um and doing what's best for you know, break it down to the basics, right? What's best for the horse? Yeah, that, that should be above all else. That that should go without saying in, in in all of this, you know. And and to be honest with you, um, you know, everything that happened today kind of took the wind out of my sails, man. Um, you know, I, I had a great time at the races on Saturday uh, with my family. And you and everybody there, um, it, w- it was such a great day. And, and it was what racing, you know, should be, in my opinion. Um, it, was, it was a picture-perfect day. Sunday, you know, everything was pretty cool. And then today, it was like the gut punch f- from left field or wherever. I mean, it, w- it was just horrible. And it just, just ruined, like, almost everything. Um, it, it's, it's just, it's horrible. I, I can't even put it into words. And, and I'm usually, I usually have a lot of words or, or some words about a lot of things, but I mean, it's it just, it's just so hurtful on a lot of levels. And, you know, like even today I, I put up the video or part of the video on Twitter 
that I made um, just the Gulfstream Park section. But it's like all that was for nothing after I hear that, that Medina spirit passed. And it, it's just, it's, it's just horrible. Like, you know, I mean, not that it's like, it's just, I don't know. Like my daughter was asking about it. I don't know what to tell her. <laughs> you know, I tell her the truth, obviously, but it's just, it's just so awkward and, and, and just, she doesn't really understand. So I guess that's probably the, the, the silver lining in it is that she doesn't fully get it, but it's still tough, you know, the whole thing. And it doesn't sit well with me. doesn't sit well with a lot of people. And, you know, if, if there's any time that this industry needs to dig down deep, look itself in the mirror and do the right thing, it's now. Because there won't be anything left if this keeps happening. And the thing is that there is no industry, right? There's no industry. There's no central body of, of that, that can make rulings or that can do things. It's up to individuals. And one of the things that I, I, I get tired of hearing is about, about people that love the sport. <clears throat> and I think that one of the things that we bring to the table, and I say this as humbly as possible, is that we love the sport and we have passion for the sport. And it bothers us when things are done wrong. And it bothers us uh, to see the sport in uh, a light shining, uh, you know, a light that's shown on the sport that, that puts it in a lesser light. We're, we're bothered by um, when people, when, when people who bet don't get taken into consideration. We're bothered when the smaller trainers and the smaller owners are shut are pushed aside. We're bothered by uh, a lot of the, the mainstream coverage. We're bothered by a lot of the, um, the take it as it is um, attitude of, of many in racing. And at the very least, you know, whether you agree with our opinions or disagree with our opinions, whatever, it's, it's your right that you cannot say that we're not passionate about this. And this is not a show that uh, we're doing because uh, we're getting paid a lot of money. <laughs> Right. I mean, we're not doing this for money. Everybody else's business works for money. Racing executives are wildly overpaid. Bloodstock is wildly overvalued. The, at the top, the, the trainers are making tremendous amounts of money. The jockeys at the top are making tremendous amounts of money. And they earned it. A lot of it. I'm not saying that they didn't. But don't tell me you love the game when you won't sacrifice a dollar for the well-being of the game, for the betterment of the game. Don't tell me about it. Don't tell me about it. I've said this a million times. Sacrifice is needed to make the game better. But the vast majority of people in this business aren't in a position to sacrifice. It has to come from those on top. And those on top are the problem in the sport. You are the problem, Bob Baffert. You are toxic. You should step away. And they want to keep businesses only, businesses as as usual. You know, keep doing that. It's not. There's a there's a there's a California Racing Board meeting on the fifteenth 
And I can't even imagine the circus that's going to break out there because you know <laughs> the animal right Looney Tune people are going to be there. And they are Looney Tune people. I'm not defending them. <clears throat> I'm sick of their bullshit too. Believe me, they're, they're, they're the most hypocritical people in, 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 in America. You know, they're not doing anything for the betterment of horses. They're a bunch of wackadoos. But they're going to be there. And guess what? They got plenty of ammunition because you have a toxic trainer. He is toxic. If he's not toxic, you, you, you tell me he's not toxic? Then why is there a caricature on Saturday Night Live of him? Is there anybody else in his business that's getting one of those? I read Ortiz could take a gun out and shoot seven jockeys in a race and he wouldn't get that kind of attention. Okay. So like, don't tell me he's not toxic because he is. And if you're feeding him, you are the problem. You are the problem. All the owners that defend him and keep sending him horses. Like he's the only guy in California can train. There's nobody else out there that can train, right? Nobody can train just him. Billionaires dividing up horses by 10, 10 ways. And, and and actually having the audacity to say that that's for the betterment of the game? It's a joke. Well, but now you know what you got? You got the triple crown of shit, right? You got a toxic trainer, a drug infraction in our biggest race, and a dead horse. Now you tell me, you tell me, how do we make that okay? How How, how do you go about saying, well... You know, it looks bad, but right. And and what marketing geniuses are are, are we going to hire in, in horse racing to handle this problem? Uh, let me let me just I'll give you the the, the quick answer. Right? <laughs> um, no one. We're not going to do anything because you've already seen the statements. Thoughts and prayers, baby. Thoughts and prayers for that poor horse. And honestly, I I feel bad for the horse. I feel bad for the groom that the people that were around them every single day. And, and I mean, how many times we talk about that horse in the spring? A lot, right? Because he, yeah. he was a horse I bet in the future book. And you know one of the reasons I bet him? Because Bob Baffert wins his Kentucky Derby a lot. And that's the thing is people sometimes, they make it into a personal thing. I have no real relationship with Bob. None. Not really. I have nothing against him. The only thing I have against him is that his his he gets in trouble and he never takes responsibility. And if he had done that in this case, none of this shit would have happened. I'm not saying that the horse might not have still passed away, but the whole incident and the way it, it, it turns out and the way we look like buffoons and the risk, listen, this industry looks like buffoons because we are buffoons. We are, we are, but, <clears throat> you can't defy everyone and you can't call cancel culture out and you can't say the, the groom peed on the hay and you can't say that people are out to get you and you can't have all your friends write uh, op-ed pieces backing you and saying that you know you were done good for the game and blah 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 but none of that matters none of that shit matters when you're on the NBC nightly news because a horse in your care that got a drug positive in our biggest race died, all that minutia doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what donations you made to the Red Cross or, or you know, like how many puppies you saved. And this is what people in this stupid business don't get. 
that we don't have to exist. Nobody needs to have a racetrack. Nobody needs to have a, a racetrack in their backyard. Nobody needs to have racehorses. This is uh, this is like so difficult to, for people to understand. Like, how many tracks have to go away before people start to get that? Like, you go to the sales, and believe me, it's like happy times are here again. You you hear some of the handle news. Oh wow, geez, handle was up again. Handle was up again. Handle was up again. Yeah, that's great. But we have our two two biggest racetrack owners don't really care about don't really care that much about horse racing. And when you really look at that, I mean, are we going to be at some point have um, you know tracks in uh, Oaklawn and uh, Kentucky and uh, that's it? I mean, is that was that where we're headed? Like you know, maybe New York in the summertime or something. Like wh- wh- where are we headed? Like are we going to be like? glorified steeplechase racing and I, and don't get me wrong i love steeplechase racing i like it i like the people in steeplechase racing but they're decidedly minor league even compared to the minor league sport of, of thoroughbred racing i mean like why don't people understand this it seems like you know <clears throat> that I don't. I can't even put my finger on it. To be honest, it, it's just it's it's hard to understand why the people at the top couldn't recognize that this was a problem before all of this went down. Like this was a this was just like almost impression of things that how it was going to go, you know. And I hate to say that because of how it's turning out and ending, <clears throat> but it, it was like it was just inevitable. I mean, from if you go back to the the gentlemen that were uh, caught up at the FBI thing, and it's the same MO. It's the same thing. Like, the same progression. You know, the horse runs great, the horse does this, the horse ends up dying. Well, and, you can draw, you can draw no, a line from both of the guys that got indicted, the big name trainers. You can right. draw a line to them. To, to people that work for them that are now winning at, at, at magical rates. Right. And it's just like... And, and, and what does everybody do? Nothing. Ignore. Business right. as usual. You, you saw a couple performances on Saturday that didn't look normal. Oh, man. Rebreaking. And and what do we do? Pat them on the back. <clears throat> like I said, I should they, what they should be doing is, is, is escorting them off the grounds. But in this business, we pat them on the back until they, they're... they're God forbid someone discovers that they're not actually, you know, not on the up and up. And we keep, what are we going to keep waiting for the, the FBI to, to, to come back here and, 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 and do more work cleaning this business up? Come on, it's not going to happen. It just doesn't seem as difficult as one might think. It's not. <laughs> you it's know, not. You know what it takes, though, Barry? It takes, it takes balls. Right. You're exactly right. That's exactly right. It's just somebody needs to just put their foot down and do the right thing every time. And and we don't get that. No. And, you know, like, listen, other sports have issues. And that's the thing is, is, is everyone always says, oh, yeah, what about that? Oh, Baffert, you know, like, like, you know, uh, Baffert, Baffert, Baffert. Oh, but what about Peter Miller? Well, Peter Miller's a scumbag, too. Look at him. Left. He, he stepped away, but yeah, just had managed to claim one the other day at Oak Lawn. Did he? Huh. And remember. Those guys don't, they're not training all their own horses. People are putting them in the barn. Those are the people 
that are a problem. Those people, they're a problem. And you know what? They're lucky. They're lucky that that people are beaten down in this business and they just would rather walk away than they're scorn at them. People just leave. And that, that's happened. People just leave. I could I could get it, man. I understand why they want to leave. <clears throat> I understand it. Because you know what? Like you said, racing is a great sport at its best. But it's just not at its best very often. And yet, there's a lot of great people involved. There really are. I've met so many like of my lifetime friends. So many great people. Like, just you know, from all over the world because of horse racing, because of it. But there's this undercurrent of those who just use this sport to enrich themselves and they just don't care about the collateral damage it's caused. They just don't care. And no one's willing to call them out. And the tracks are, you know, the tracks eyes has been taken off the ball. <clears throat> How many racetracks actually focus solely on racing, right? <laughs> None. <laughs> Zero. I mean, Oakland looks great because Oakland's got, you know, they've they've got pots of gold over there right and i'm not going to denigrate them you know what they've they put a lot into the racing product absolutely you know they've made things better there way way better but they have an advantage and and every location is different right i mean every location has their advantages and their disadvantages the competition varies greatly depending on where you are but when people say, well, you know, the purses at Goldstream in Tampa, the boy, they, they pale in comparison. Yeah, because they don't have slot money anymore. And the slot money that they had at Goldstream was, you know, a pittance compared to <laughs> what it is other places. It couldn't have been that good. Right. What, what, why people don't understand that is, is beyond me. I don't, I don't get it. You know, it's, it's kind of like, but put it this way, Goldstream in their heyday was getting like $15, <laughs> $16 million a year in purses are from slots from between Calder and, and, uh, and uh, Goldstream's casino. And uh, some of that money went to, I don't know, here or there and the other way. But you're talking about maybe a little over a million dollars a month for purses divided by four weeks. That's $250,000 a week divided by, you know, in the winter time, five days, it's 50000 divided by 10 races. How much money are you really talking? Not that much. Right? So... <sighs> But um, but there's no leadership in this sport, and that that's the thing. It's no one has risen up and taken control, and it's never going to come from Churchill because Churchill is a corporate entity, and it just is what it is. It's never going to come from Keeneland because Keeneland is a sales company that runs two race meets. It's never going to come from Naira because. I don't know why, but it, it, it could, but it doesn't. Um, it, it's it's never coming from trainers because the big <clears throat> trainers have way too many horses and don't have time to become leaders because that's all they're concerned about is winning races. 
Um, it's never going to come from from anywhere else. I I just I'm baffled that we're a sport that just can't have anybody that that leads. The jockey club is all they've done is tear the sport down. They've torn the sport down. They've talked bad about it. That's not leadership. It's not leadership at all. That's not leadership at all. Yeah, I mean, as of today, this this sport is in just a, a serious state of disarray. I mean, you know, not only you know what happened today, uh, jockey getting suspended for thirty days for pretty egregious foul, um, and it just it just reeks of you know just everything running amok and just no control over anything. We have talked about it to her blue in the face about yes, stewards, yeah. especially in New York, about how they just let things go and they don't like, listen, if I'm a steward day one, I go in there, I line up all the jockeys ride straight or I'm suspending you. You're getting seven days. If you do it again, you get 14 days. If you do it again, you get 30 days. If you do it again, you get 90 days. If you do it again, you get 180 days appeal all you want. But if you get seven suspensions, it ain't going to be that easy. And that's all there is to it. Ride straight. You can do it. And it's the truth. It's the damn truth. I'm sick of hearing about race riding. Race riding is, as someone saying, narrow. I go, listen, man. The uh, Steve Bick had had uh, Tony Black and and the Meg on today, and they had a really good segment. And, and about some of the stuff they talked about in the past was the room would 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 regulate itself a lot better um, if there was a guy that was you know riding like like that it would be taken care of, but it does not happen anymore. It doesn't happen. For whatever reason, it doesn't happen. But the fact of the matter is that these are really good riders there. This isn't like, um, you know, this is uh, the, the, the D-level tracks and, and, you know, you got guys that just ain't any good. These are the best of the best. They know what they're doing. Stop it. Stop them. Make a stand. Do your job. Stop being lazy. Period. And that's, that. you could say that, in racing of any all over the place, stop being lazy. Do your job. That's it. But it's it's just it's an epidemic. And racetracks don't pay anything. All the people below the executive level don't get paid shit. It's yeah, the truth. Real. It's the truth, and no one wants to hear it. But it's the truth. Why would you expect people to excel in their positions? If they're they're living hand to mouth, or not get the people that would actually be really good at those kind of jobs, you know that that would just shy away because the pay is so low. Exactly, yeah. I mean, you're you're gonna not be able to do it. And right, well, but the love it. of the game only carries you so much. I can't go to the to, to the publics and say, "Listen, I'm fifty dollars short," but you know what? I love my job. Uh. <laughs> Man, horse racing, I love it. That's got to be worth twenty. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take, take, take the, take the, you're good. Take, take whatever uh, cold cuts you want. No problem. I mean, it's just like the problem is nobody talks about it. Nobody wants to do anything about them. Nobody does it. And it's tiring. And the delusions of the people at the top of the food chain, like sometimes, uh, like, like nightclubs aren't going to work at a racetrack. Hmm. It's a different demographic. It just is. It just is. And 
the persistence of bad ideas is just it, it's it's crazy. It's just nuts. Well, I mean, I, I I've said this ad nauseum about how this sport is in 2022 almost and operating on a 1960s business model and they're not even trying to change that's the that's the part that's killer is there's no attempt to change any of it and and you know what everybody wants to everybody wants to 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 make itp out to be the bad guy he's (laughs) trying to teach people how to do things properly it's like when you get down to the basics it when you get to the basics barry the, the the meat and potatoes if you do things right if you set a foundation and you build upon that foundation, then that's your only chance for success. If you learn wrong in the beginning, you're never going to do good. And when you don't do good, you're going to leave. And it's not, like you said, it's not 1960. We don't have an unlimited number of suckers out there to, to bet, to put in our pools. And we don't know where this money's coming from. We don't know. People can speculate all you want. In the end, we really don't know where it comes from. And that's scary. And that should be scary. Because let me just tell you this. As as nicely as I can say it. I don't trust anybody in this business when they tell me something positive. (laughs) It's the truth. When I hear positive news, I almost don't trust them. Because I'm thinking, okay, what's the angle? Show me the proof. And, and when you say, like, uh, you know, w- when, when it was exposed that Delmar was including bets on simulcast races as handle, as on-track handle, I mean, it's, that's like, you know, maybe people are like, oh, what's the big deal? It's a lie. If they're willing to lie about that, they're willing to lie about everything else. I mean, you saw, the whole world saw the... Uh, how our regulatory bodies really work on Friday of the Breeders' Cup. You saw the in-freaking competence, the lack of communication, the lack of leadership, the lack of everything in that Breeders' Cup juvenile turf race. That was the epitome, and it was exposed for everyone to see. And believe me, these kind of things happen all the time. And horses, the wrong horses get scratched because somebody makes a mistake. Yes, mistakes are always can be made, but how can you make mistakes like that? Like if you're paying attention. Like how can we not time races properly? I, I tell you what, man. This year, this whole year has been really, really bad for this sport. And f- mostly internal. But now it's turning outward, you know, back in May, you know, when this whole thing with Medina Spirit started, that was bad. And then, you know, you compile it with the timing issues, the, you know, the, the quote unquote race riding that's going on, um, other trainers and their positives and, and, and it's, it's just, it's just been so bad and, and, it seems like people don't want to acknowledge it. And that's, that's what's bothering to me because if you can't see it now, whenever, when you're ever going to see it, it's going to be gone. 
And then you'll be like, oh, well, maybe it was bad. But we can't do that. We have to be proactive and fix these things as best we can to keep this thing going or else it's just going to keep spiraling and, and everybody's going to run amok and it's just going to be unplayable. And it's almost at that point now. It's sad to say, but it's almost there. And I can't tell you how many tweets I've seen today. I'm, I'm, as long as Baffert's still training, I'm not playing the game. That's a, that's a huge issue. I know, and and then you know, is then people mock people that say that. <clears throat> no, you're still going to play. You say that. No, that's what the that's what the industry thinks, but that's not the case. People are going to walk away and play, you know, uh, daily fantasy sports on their phone, just as easy as they can play the races, if not easier, because they probably can deposit it easier. <laughs> but um, it, it's it's just crazy, you know. They're going to walk away. And they're not going to say anything. Those are the ones. The people have been walking away. Right. Like, exactly. You, you look at the inflation adjusted handle numbers. We're down like 50% over the last 10, 15 years. We should be handling $25 billion a year. And we're not. We're not even close. We're going to get the $12 billion this year and everybody does backflips and says, oh, yeah, look, well, oh. We should be New double. Jersey's going to do more than that in sports betting alone. New Jersey, one state, it's going to do more than probably twelve billion. Didn't well, even it, sports betting didn't even exist in New Jersey three four years ago. They're going to outhandle us, and and you know what? In New Jersey, you know you know where the handle and racing's gone down, down, not up, down. And they work hard at the Meadowlands. They work hard. I give them a lot of credit. And Jeff Grell, I give him a lot of credit for, I mean, listen, I give him a lot of shit because he says some stupid stuff. And for some reason, he wants the, the horseman to pay for marketing, though. That, that's bizarre. And that's he, hasn't ex- he hasn't been, you know, overly generous with his, uh, you know, maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but it didn't seem like the, uh, the shared benefit of uh, sports gambling was was flowing into the purses, but at the very least, he recognized that integrity is important to his customers, and there's not a, uh, it's not a uh, coincidence that his handle, or his track handles more than um, all the other American harness racing tracks, and it's not even close. It's not even like remotely close, and it's baffling to me that not one single track company has decided, hey, let's use integrity as our chief marketing. Number one, it's cheap. Number two, it will be beneficial and, and, and it'll it'll help put us in a good situation politically because, hey, you know what? We got rid of the bad apples. We're we're getting rid of the bad people and no one has done it. And uh, they look the other way and they say, oh, my God, if someone someone leaves, who cares? I'm telling you this as a lifelong trainer. Trainers don't matter. They don't matter. Trainers don't matter. Trainers are a blip on the radar screen. And when they go away, what'll happen? Nothing. Bob Baffert goes away. It's not going to hurt California racing. It's going to help California racing. 
What, you think having a bunch of three to five shots and two to five shots in every damn maiden race and allowance race and four or five horse stakes because he's got all the good horses, that, that's a positive? I mean, if the, if the game had a pulse, they would have stripped California of about two-thirds of their graded stake races or at least downgraded them all because they're not really holding up their end of the bargain. They're not quality races. And Adam still see how we can have the same amount of graded stake races with full crops of 18,000 as we had with 35,000. That doesn't make any sense to me. But, hey, you know, you could take the top 10 trainers, put them in a rocket ship, send them to Mars, and guess what? You think that they're going to cancel races tomorrow? No. They're going to run races, and they're going to run them this weekend, and they're going to keep running them because Woody Stevens died, and Charlie Whittingham died, and Alan Jerkins died, and Bobby Frankel died, and the game went up. The trainers aren't important. The jockeys aren't important. The people aren't important. In the end, the only thing that's important is the horses, period. And that's what people don't get. And to just ignore this, because the horses can't talk, of course, and because the betters don't have a voice. They don't have a a representative. These two categories are just left out and, and we're told the trainers are important and the jockeys are important and this guy's important and that guy's important and none of them are important, period. What do you need to race horses? We could get rid of the jockeys. We could get rid of trainers. We could just put horses in the gate, open them up, let them run like like the dog races. And people could people still bet on them. Yeah, they would. Is that extreme? Yes. But it's the truth. Yes, each group has their, their, their importance, but as a group, not as individuals. If Todd Pletcher decided tomorrow, you know what? I, I don't want to do this anymore, and I'm going to move to Tahiti and just, uh, you know, drink pina coladas. <laughs> I, I mean, nobody would care. Maybe for a half a second, <laughs> a couple of days. I mean, do you think his horses would all retire? <clears throat> do you think everyone would say, well, you know what? I'm done. I'm getting out. Maybe there'd be a guy. You know, Mike said, oh, this guy's my friend. I've been, he's been training me for, for 100 years. And, and you know what? And that's the thing with Babber is I get it. If you're friends with a guy, fine. But, you know, if you're friends with a guy, how come you're not saying, listen, you're being wildly narcissistic. And perhaps maybe you should take a little bit of a break and step away and let things settle down and let things get sorted out and then come back. Because it's not as though you're living hand to to to. to you know, paycheck to paycheck. You've been enriched greatly by this game. Maybe you should step away. None of his trends are telling him this, obviously. No. And it's like, this is the thing. This is the thing. We can't escape this. And, And that's the problem that we don't, we can't control anymore. And that's what I tried to tell people today on Twitter. This isn't a horse racing problem anymore. This can't be fixed. There's no more fixing. Heist is not going to fix anything. Let me just explain this. That perception is reality. And no amount of regulation, no commissioner, nothing is going to change the perception of racing as it currently stands. And it doesn't matter what the reaction is. It doesn't matter what we do. And that's the sad thing. That's the sad thing. That it can't be fixed because it's beyond racing. 
And that's the thing is like when no one pays attention, and this is one of the fallacies that we've heard so many times. Oh, the general public doesn't like LASIKs. The general public doesn't have any idea what LASIKs is. <laughs> no clue at like, all. Like, like to, to, tell me, Barry, if they change like uh, a bunch of rules, right? In in, in, in in Indian cricket, the Indian cricket league, like, and after every whatever they do with the wicked things, a guy got smacked in the head. It was causing concussions. Like, would you protest Indian cricket? Me personally, no, hell no. Exactly. I don't you know, know anything about it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Which defines ninety-eight percent of the American public in racing. People acting as though everyone in the public is concerned about racing minutia was always the stupidest thing that, that, that could be said. And yet it was said time and time and time again. And they passed legislation because of that. People don't care about Lasix. It's stupid. I tell you, I've explained Lasix to people over the years. And virtually no one has said, oh, my God, they shouldn't be doing that. Almost everyone has said, oh. well, why don't they give it to all the horses? I mean, right. you know, it's, it's a very simple explanation. But. We're told it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad, it's bad. And everyone cares about, uh, oh, oh, the public cares about it. The public doesn't care about it. You know what the public cares about? Dead horses. Yep. And Lasix isn't doing that. <laughs> and we have, unfortunately, the most famous horse in the land. And he is now dead. And there's nothing we can do to change the perception of it. I cannot go out and I, I can't spend $10 billion and buy all the ad time in the world and, and, and say, hey, geez, you guys don't understand. Like, you know, this happens and, you know, there's nothing we could do. Blah, blah, blah. No one cares. <laughs> Again, you have a drug positive, you have a toxic name, a toxic trainer, <laughs> and you have a dead horse. Now, right. <laughs> tell me, what, what can we do as an industry to change that? And, and because uh, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, it's already out. It perfectly stated. <sighs> There's a guy named Shane Parrish, he's a Canadian guy, and he is kind of like these one of these motivational kind of speaker type people, right? Um, and I saw a bunch of quotes by him, and I kind of I, I was actually writing a, a piece today, yesterday into today, until, of course, this, this happened with Medina Spirit because it suddenly made everything else just seem trivial. So I don't even know if I'm even going to put that, I'm even going to publish it because it's just like, you know. But let me read you a couple of quotes and, and, and just think about this in relation to horse racing, okay? Quote. The best decisions have little to no immediate impact. The best choice is compound. Most of the benefits come at the end, not the beginning. The more patient you are, the bigger the payoff. Okay? Now think about that in terms of Medina's spirit. Think about how things could have been changed, how things could have been different that week after Medina's spirit's positive was was. And and for, and let's not forget when Bob says he's persecuted, he's the one that made the announcement about the thing. Okay, think about that. The best decisions have little to no immediate impact. 
And what decisions did we make as, a, as an industry? What decisions did the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission make? What decision did the owners make? What decisions did Bob make? None. None. And here we are. So basically, you can spin that around and say the worst decisions often have immediate impact. And the worst decisions also compound. And the worst comes at the end. And that's where we're at today. That's where we're at today. Think about the Irad Ortiz situation. And this I was going to say, those two things, the, the, the top echelon people in the sport are in trouble for something that was totally preventable. Both of them. You got a top job, top trainer. Both in trouble for things that were completely preventable. And like you said, that quote says it all. The best decisions <laughs> have no immediate impact. Right. It's called, made, it's called making. Before we might not be here today. Right. Set up the system properly. Do it right. And, 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 and there, you know, build the, the correct foundation and build upon it. Right. Like expand upon it. We don't do that. We just put band-aids on everything. Listen to this quote. And this this is if if this isn't horse racing to a T. Quote, it's easy to convince yourself that you should learn more before taking action, but do this too often and it becomes an excuse to not do anything. Hello, <laughs> horse racing. Man, <laughs> it doesn't get that's that that's the bullseye right there. How many times have you heard horse racing organizations say that exact thing? Hey, let's not rush to judgment. Let's, you know, let's study the facts. Let's let's learn more about, you know, before we do anything. And then nothing actually happens. And it kind of blows away. And it, it kind of like, you know, like Junior was trying to say today, well, you know, this event, this will go away too. And I'm trying to say, Junior, it might go away. But it also might go away with California racing. Right. And take everything down with it. <laughs> and I've said, this is the part that people have to remember as well in that there's um a, a reaction to every action right the person who owns what uh because i i mean i don't even count lost al as really a part of the a permanent part of the southern california or the whole california racing um establishment because soon, right like when mr aldred passes He's already said the track will be sold and he is in his late 80s. And hey, maybe he'll let live another 10, 15 years. But who knows, right? They don't run a whole lot of dates. It's just, uh, let, let, let's face it, there's, there's, there's two major tracks left in California. You have Santa Anita, you have Del Mar, and you have Los Al, and you have Golden Gate. Uh, the person that owns Golden Gate in Santa Anita is not really a racing person. And at some point, that person might say, you know what? Pull the plug. This is just way too much trouble for what it's worth. I'm not really making a tremendous amount of money here. Um, and you have enemies lined up everywhere there. So at what point do you say to yourself, uh, you know, like you said, let's pull the plug here. Like, had enough.
when you see how much money Churchill's making selling track properties, you don't think other tracks aren't looking at that and thinking, wow, hey, how do I get in on that gravy train? Probably a lot more of those conversations going on than anyone cares to admit. And they might have been going on already. I mean, it was floated out, I don't know, six months ago, a year ago, that uh, they had been, you know, trying to come up with uh, you know, target prices or whatever for the, their, their holdings. But that's that's that becomes a problem. Like, we run out of tracks. <laughs> we don't have anywhere to run. <laughs> what, what do you do? Like, when, you know, the enemy isn't necessarily just all the natural enemies when when your own side surrenders where do you go california can't have a circuit where, where you just have a loss out it's on borrowed time and and delmar i mean don't forget delmar had the the democratic party of san diego or whatever that was looking to disband the chrb which which actually might not be the worst idea um and, you know, kick Delmar out of the, the fairgrounds because that's a state-owned facility. And, you know, the, I think the quote was, hey, we're not against horse racing. We're just against spending any state money uh, to conduct it, which, of course, is stupid. But it's, it's you know, the thought process. And when things like this happen, more and more and more people get behind it. And that's that's the thing. It's like the whole thing in New York with this this, this lady from Manhattan who's just basically trying to uh, you know, create some uh, notoriety. I mean, her, her, her bill has got zero chance of actually passing. Because trust me, in New York, the politicians from New York City, especially the wealthy districts, don't get a lot of respect from the rest of the state. So, you know, the idea that that's going to happen. And then not to mention, in New York, it wasn't just a handout like everyone wants to say. It was a business deal. The state received the deeds to the land, and in return, New York got uh, a contract for what thirty years. I think twenty-two are left, or something like that. So, you know, it, it's unlikely to happen. But it's all like you've, you. How many times have you said it? It's death by a thousand cuts. You know, you chip away, you chip away, you chip away. Um, I mean, the governor in, in in Pennsylvania has tried to get the money. Um, and, you know, when, when it, I think the biggest mistake these politicians make, and I think sometimes, you know, like they're not as stupid as they seem. At least I don't think they are. <laughs> and that they just try to take too much. <clears throat> right. Bite off too much. Right. And I think sometimes they know they have no chance. So in order to make it a bigger splash and, and make it be more of a grandstand play, they'll go for all the money, knowing that they're probably not going to get any of the money, as opposed to saying, hey, uh, instead of trying to get 78 million, let me just try to get five, you know, let me try to get seven. Let me, let me chisel away, chisel away, chisel away. But, but, and again, every state has different policies, different political leanings, it's always there. Um, but it's harder and harder and harder to defend. I, I say all the time, there is no actual racing, right? Of, there's, no, there's no central location. There's, there's no, uh, there's, there's nobody in charge. 
it's easy to convince yourself that you should learn more before taking action, but to do this, uh, but to do this too often, it becomes an excuse not to do anything. Man, that's that's the that man. I that's just nails it to a T. You could take that quote and just 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 rubber stamp it all over horse racing. Decisions abound. Decisions <laughs> abound, including Stewart's decisions. <laughs> oh my God. I, 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 listen, I, I really would rather just blast stewards. Right. I mean, that that would mean our, that our sport's healthy. Or exactly. Then well, outside stuff. I know the steward stuff is a, definitely an issue, but if that's all we had to worry about, then yeah. Um, <laughs> we could we could rail on stewards all day. No, no our problem. Our internal issues, you know. The, and, and that's the yeah. other thing. Like, if you've never listened to this show before, we've talked about virtually everything we're talking about again before, and we've talked about it at, at many different turns. And one of the themes is that we don't even take care of the low-hanging fruit, right? No. We don't even take care of the things like just having stewards making people ride straight. If they don't ride straight, give them days. Next guy, give them days. Give them days. And and you know, like we can even have a discussion about giving days, and about the appeals and all that. I've been a big proponent of uh, taking money from their pockets. That straightens a guy out a lot more. I'm telling you. You think who's the real boss, right? The jocker, his wife, probably his wife. You tell his <laughs> wife, yeah, he, he's going to be home for a week. Well. What do you mean? Or <laughs> what, what's the bigger punishment, that or, or uh, yeah, he's he's fifteen thousand light this week. Well, you know, it's like I always say, you have to control the controllables, control the stuff, and get that under control that we have control over, like absolute control over, and we just never do it. It's it's crazy to me, it's, and and a lot of the stuff is not that difficult, like the timing issue. That's something we can control. Just don't do it. I think we can, but we don't. Right. Uh, the the thing with the, you know, jockeys riding straight. Photo finishes. Control that. Photo finishes. Track surfaces. I mean, <clears throat> where does That's it end? The, 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 the lack of a comprehensive national plan. And I mean, you can just kiss that goodbye uh, to try to get people to, you know, to, to buy horses. It, it's, it's just, it's ironic um, that everybody is acknowledging, well, yeah, the full crop is an issue, yet no one's trying to do anything about it. No one's trying to do anything about it, right? No one is. Who, who, who is out there actively promoting ownership? Like, really doing it outside of you know, a resource or something, like, but actively trying to get people involved. I Nobody. Nowhere. Hardly ever see it. No. And the tracks think it's not their responsibility. And the horsemen's organization think it's not their responsibility. The breeders don't think it's their responsibility. It's everybody's responsibility. Right. So it's nobody's responsibility. So nobody, no, nothing ever gets done. It's nobody's, but it's everybody's. <laughs> Literally everyone should be promoting that. At every turn. To whomever will listen. It's insane how how far we've let it go, you know, to the point where we're in this predicament that 
we can't get out of. I mean, like you said, the perception's out there. It's going to take you know, years. <laughs> if it's, it's never going to. That's the thing. It's not going to take years. But it's, it's not, not going to happen. Right. It's, it's not over. Gonna, it's no just point. over. It's just over. And and that's the sad thing is that, like, the perception is just not going to change because we can't change it. We can't change it. And so many people, I feel so bad for the regular people that work and have dedicated their lives to this sport, that do things right, that aren't, that aren't making the big money, you know, that aren't living in the $2 million houses. And everything that happens is a direct f- reflection on them, even though they're not really the problem. And that that's that's a that that's a harsh reality. This is a sport, but it's not like other sports. The average salary in baseball, like there's a lockout in baseball, and it's over money. And the 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 commissioner of baseball, who's kind of a clown, he he tried to make it the other day like it wasn't about money, and then wound up saying basically it's all about money. Um, but you know, it's it's billionaires arguing with millionaires about how to divide up you know billions of dollars. But even the, the, the small people um, in at the major league level are making, you know, big money. But the minor leaguers aren't, and they treated them like shit for oh years. Like nothing. Nothing. And, and you know, guys in a, in a room, I mean, it, it's, it's deplorable. But the fact is that they have huge TV contracts. No one's dying on the base paths. So, yeah. People get pissed off, and if this lockout bleeds into spring training, bleeds into the season, they're gonna they're gonna kill, they're they're gonna shoot themselves in the foot. But baseball's not going away. It's not gonna stop. It's not gonna end. There's no senators that are gonna put, uh, you know, resolutions to bring to end to, to end baseball. Right? Yeah. It's not gonna happen. I mean, other than like. You know, somebody might make a little grandstand play because that's what politicians do. They want to get attention, free attention of you know, the topic of the day. But it's not going to end. Our sport can end. It can. And I don't think that it's going to be imminent. But I think California racing is going to see big problems. And I think that if you get where... The two, the three major track companies in this this country are are, are Naira, Churchill, and, and Stronach, right? Well, we all know Churchill doesn't care about the horse racing business. We, you know, they, they, I mean, come on, we we don't even discuss that anymore. Naira is basically um, an entity that that just you know they're they're not going to be expanding, right? I mean, they're just concerned no. about their three tracks, and 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 that's it. Um, and you know, like we've talked about with Belinda Stronach, she's not really a racing person. These are the three biggest track companies and one decidedly doesn't care. One is only focused on one state and the third might not be, um, you know, might not be that interested in carrying on. Right. And, and this is just conjecture. I don't know that. I don't speak to her. She doesn't talk to me. I'm sure she has no idea who I am. But 
it's just it's just human nature to think about that especially when something becomes a, a pain in the ass and it's not really that profitable when land values have have you know skyrocketed and it's just that's the problem and that's the issue that people in this business just refuse to acknowledge and refuse to talk about and and i just don't know what else to say man what what else can you say like you know (laughs) everything is out in the open and it's been that way for a while and if the people in in the decision making capacity don't understand that or can't understand that it's just going to pass them by and then they'll be on to other business ventures after this is all done and they don't you know it's it's hard to tell what their desire is on trying to right the ship as best they can you know like today for example i didn't see really any major companies or you know uh i didn't see any any statements from anybody they all they all put out little you know nonsense Right, but it's like one of those... Just, you know, just the same old, same old. Oh, well, we'll just say something just because people are expecting us to say a little something, but right. whether they mean it or not is a whole other issue. Right, it's just, you know, the usual. Right. With, you know, whether any actions actually... We know what happened, so... And, and that's, and, and it goes back to that first statement we talked about, about the, you know, the best decisions aren't the ones that have immediate results. <clears throat> and, and that's the thing, is that, like, Everybody's like, well, what you know? What should we do to Baffert? Baffert's not the problem anymore. <laughs> the, the problem is over now, right? Like, and you're like, well, what do you mean the problem's over? The the the, the horse is dead. Right. He's now, the most famous horse in America. He's the most famous trainer in America. It's the most famous race in America. So. At this point, anything that happens is not going to exceed that, right? I mean, and we've talked about how the Bob Baffert ban by Churchill Downs is going to be the major story of the first half of next year. It just is. And I I can't reiterate that enough. It's it's going to be... um, a huge story if if Baffert doesn't decide to maybe take a sabbatical. And and this is what I've said for a long time, that he should have taken a sabbatical. And yeah, he doesn't have to do what I say. What the hell do I, you know? You said that but, pre-summertime. Like you said I, I said that the day after the, the right. day he announced it, because I, I looked at the guy, and I heard what he said, and I saw him, and, and he's not like he's 25 years old, and it looked like he had the weight of the world on his, uh, his, his shoulders, and he certainly didn't want this to happen. And I, and I anything personally against the guy all right like i am kind of disgusted at his attitude i hate the fact he will never take responsibility for anything because that goes a long ways with the american public like it or not like it or not admit you're you're showed the human side admit you're at fault and don't admit with like caveats just say listen i'm responsible it happened on my watch we didn't do this intentionally we don't think it had any effect on the horse we're embarrassed we're, we're ashamed but we'll take our medicine and like 
we'll move on and, and right. we'll be know, never never let this happen again. Because remember one thing, Bob Baffert had that positive and I had that situation uh, last year in the Kentucky Oaks. It was the and, year and, before, and, right? Yeah. Yeah, in the, in in the September Kentucky Oaks when when he came positive for the same drug that came that that Medina Spirit came positive for. And I think that's one of those things that his lawyers conveniently always kind of like forget to say. Like they act like this is a, a a single incident that nothing else ever happened, and oh poor Bob, which is complete bullshit. And he said he was going to hire a quality control person, and he was going to take uh, a better, uh, better care of yep. of what happened in the barn. They were, they were going to raise their standards, and it didn't happen. Clear. It was all rhetoric. So don't come at me with oh cancel culture all this that you had an opportunity to to take care of to clean up your act and you didn't and then you got you got banged again whether it was uh automax or whether injectors doesn't matter in the end I, you know his lawyers were taking a victory lap friday but oh boy i mean the kentucky race horse racing commission has shown itself to be like amazingly incompetent amazingly incompetent and, and not just this this uh, incident there's others others it, things happen there that just defy a- any logic well just the fact i mean but if you don't know the anything, fact is that the the, the, the the positive is a positive right it doesn't matter how it got in the horse the positive is the 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 substance found in the horse's body at over a certain level and that's it that's that's what the positive is the 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 method of um getting in the system isn't really important the lawyers are trying to make that the 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 point because that's what they're that's what they do they're lawyers this is what they're trying to do they're trying to take the focus off the actual rule because that's what they're paid to do they're trying to, to to sway public opinion i believe but i think they're trying to put pressure and that's what they're paid to do again they're 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 working for this client lawyers aren't about the truth lawyers are about defending their client it's not about what's real that's why a lot of people get off on technicalities not that they didn't commit the murder but some the the evidence was screwed up somehow and couldn't be used therefore they didn't have the proof though it still happened and they still did kill the person they got off for it so i mean that's that's the thing about this whole baffert thing and you know when it started and where we're at now and you're like, why wasn't this resolved? Why wasn't this resolved in this amount of time? He created his own <laughs> toxic atmosphere. And that's, yeah. what I'm, that's the thing I'm trying to say is that yeah. he made himself toxic because he didn't follow through on what he said he was going to do. And he was defiant. And one thing that America hates is people that are defiant that seem smarmy and seem like, um, you know, <clears throat> Don't seem authentic, and he well, look at how he was portrayed didn't. on Saturday Night Live. I exactly, mean. exactly, and that and that's <laughs> that's, that's the true. whole point. Yeah, like, that's how he's looked at, and and that's the thing. He didn't have to. He is only looked at that way because of what his own actions are. He's not. He didn't drown uh, puppies. He didn't give his horse a class one medication. You know, like I, I mean, how many times I think quite a few times I'm not defending him but i'm saying that like his his actions aren't like the worst they're right. not the worst worst no. they, or they 
then at least at, at least of what we know <laughs> it's magnified it's all magnified and 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 that's what fame does that's what fame does lebron james got in a, in a, in a fist of cuffs with a, with a guy from the detroit pistons and i guarantee you that 95% of the people here maybe 98% of the people listening to the show could not name the person that he got in a fight with and <laughs> right LeBron Probably. James got in a fight with a guy from the Pistons. That's how it's that. That's how it. That's why it's a big story. If that was a guy from the Pistons and uh, some scrub on the Lakers, you think that would have been as big of a story? Of course not, because LeBron James isn't involved. LeBron James is the most famous basketball player playing currently. Bob Babbitt's the most famous trainer. This is what fame brings you. It also brings you all the negatives. So when people say, well, you know, he's not the worst guy. Peter Miller's, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this guy, Navarro, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all true. Great. But that does not matter. Because this is much worse than Navarro and Service being arrested by the FBI. It just is. It just is. Because the vast majority of the race of the public, the general public, didn't know who those guys were. Service was new on the scene. Navarro was never really, uh, he, you know, he didn't have triple crown horses. Therefore, he's not really a a player at that, you know, at that, that, that knowledge level, that, that uh, recognition level. So they were just dirty horse racing guys. They weren't the white haired guy who won the Derby six times. It's like the thing, like when I was uh, a correctional officer in the Academy, they used to always tell us, you know, whenever a law enforcement officer gets in trouble, that's what they say in the news first. Police officer from wherever did this. Law enforcement officer did this. They always leave with that. And, and, and like you said, it, it affects the perception so much more when you add that in. And people, I guess, in racing don't, or at least Baffert may not understand that. I don't know how. I mean, he should know how because he has the bravado of somebody that understands this. He needs to be straighter, following the line straighter than everyone else. Doing things the way they should be done. That way we don't have these issues and he can stay in the style that he's accustomed to. Having everybody love him. Having all the horses sent to him. But when you do things like this, it, it you know, he, he was almost like appalled that he could be suspended or not be able to run at Churchill or Naira or New York. Think about all the issues that he's had. He's never done a day. Nothing. He's never done a day. Nothing. And do, you don't think that other people. You know, all right. You guys, I, you know, now as you put it that way, you're probably right. OK, so we need to get, get things fixed and actually fix stuff. But he just said that just to, you know. I guess, appease whomever and didn't change a damn thing. And here we are. Six months later. Yeah. Worse off. Way worse off. I so desperately wanted to have some shows like during this this downtime, like hey, some good ones, like fun, ones. fun show, you know, yeah. like Talk having about- having stupid debates about like you know why Zenyatta's overrated and you know 
Eclipse of <laughs> yeah, Eclipse Swords, right? Exactly. It's like instead, it's like this constant barrage of bad news and, and worse news. And this I mean, week, look at last week. The bet makers guy said that horse racing, the fixed odds, will be the most popular sport in America. Like what? You know, like what? What does that guy think? And like what? You know, um, have you been here? Have you seen it? Yeah. Have you seen that sports betting in New Jersey handles more than the entire 38 states of, of, of wagering on, on horse racing? You know, you know, I like to be in a- New Jersey. New Jersey's not as big as New York. It's not as big as Florida. It's not as big as California. It's not as big as Texas. Yeah. I'd like to be optimistic, too, but there's just some things you <laughs> just don't add up. <laughs> No, it's just silly to say that thing. And then, and, and then, and then we have photo finishes, right? Ugh. The photo finish is broke, and then the timing uh, nationwide. We can't time races. Things that used to be givens are not givens anymore. Like timing <laughs> races and photo finishes working. Speaking of which, they gave the illest excuse of all time, saying, "Oh, well, there's a new person there." And... Yeah, there's a new person there because they don't want to pay anybody. Right, and there's like, oh, well, we expect this not to happen again, but we can't say that it won't. Yeah, because they're paying. They got thirty six thousand dollars a year in New York City. <clears throat> the guys that, were, that have the squeegees that, that that stand on the corner can make thirty six thousand. You're paying. You're paying your the guy that times your races and and operates the photo finish camera squeegee squeegee rates. Right, that's, less that's than twenty dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah, right. So what they should do is let let them let them work in the valet parking lot until you know 10 minutes for first post i mean come on it's just they they posted this stupid thing on monster did they think that we wouldn't see it <laughs> somebody's right oh man it's just like you said uh, we're not the only ones that can't time races we couldn't time races the breeders cup <laughs> i mean it's like a it's like a comedy of errors like how bad can this business be how bad can racing get Clearly, it can get worse. I didn't think God, so. I, I just, I'm just so freaking sad. I'm just so, just so frustrated about the whole thing. It yeah. makes you want to just walk away. And, and a lot of times, it makes you just want to walk away. And, and we, we don't even have time to cover basic issues like small fields and you know, <laughs> non-competitive racing and you know, just other topics like it's almost like we're never going to get to a point where we can just try to fix this thing because there's so many fires that to put out and yeah, this weekend. And, was... yet, and then we have people putting up press releases kind of telling us that there are no fires yet. There are, you know, like the house is burning down. They're saying, ah, it's not that big of a deal. I hate that because it, it makes me feel like they're telling me I'm stupid because I can't see what's going on. I, I hate that. It, it just bothers me. I was like, dude, I see, I see what's going on here. You're gonna tell me, oh, everything's great, everything's great. I see it. Transparency is 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 missing, and um, that's well, that's, it, another, that's another problem. When when, no, when you're not transparent, then you can make up stuff and expect people to believe it. And I don't know. I'm just like, like I said, I'm at the end of my rope. Um, and you know what? Who cares, right? Who cares what Chuck does? In the end, who cares, right? But I can tell you this. I grew up in this thing, right? I've been doing this my whole life. I went to school for this. I've been working at the racetrack since 19, the early 80s. When I was a kid. I used to, I used to ride my bike and sneak 
<laughs> sneak on the track to work when I was 14 years old. So don't tell me you love the game. You don't love the game. We love the game. Take away the money, and a lot of the money's been taken away from, from me. I'm still here. How many of the other people would still be there? <laughs> Hardly any. Fraction. And you, you, you said it so many times, Barry. We give free advice. Like, all you got to do is listen. Listen to what we say because we talk to other people. This isn't just me and you. This is, this is the culmination of all the other people that we communicate with. And it's a lot. Like, my phone was blowing. All up. day today, dude. 11 o'clock this morning. I had more texts and emails. And, 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 like, who am I, right? Who the hell am I? I don't have any p- official position. But you know what people know? They know if they ask me a question, they'll get an answer. And they'll get the truth. And they'll, they'll, I'll be able to cut through the bullshit. And that doesn't exist on many other places in, in horse racing. Because you can't trust anybody. You can't trust a lot of what you're told. And that, that's, that really is really what just absolutely pisses me off to no end. Yeah, because everything, the credibility is just ruined because, you know, all that stuff with the phony handle numbers and this and that excuses, like that quote, excuses for something. And it's just like, why why would we listen to you? Why at this point? Why would we listen to you? This is probably the the worst I've seen in a while. And it doesn't seem like there's a there is any light at the end of this tunnel as far as the industry goes and and like you said there is no industry it's just everybody's on different pages you know again it just if you take a step back the top jockey and the top trainer are in hot water for stuff that was completely preventable completely preventable I mean I don't, I don't know I just don't know where we go from here and that's that's frightening to me in, in a lot of ways I just don't I don't know usually there's like all right well this might happen now it's like all bets are off it's like nobody can be 100% sure what's going to happen from here on out. And the people that think <clears throat> Hiss is going to save this, Hiss is never going to be effective. They're not going to be effective on day one. They probably won't be effective until like year five, if it lasts that long. If it doesn't break the industry. Right. It, it, that's what I mean. If, if the industry lasts that long. But Hiss can't this is like a one thing at a time and and they don't I, it doesn't seem like they have there's the not a single person involved with hissa that loves the sport not a single one not a single one that's, that's it's all rough. suits it's all suits you, you, I don't even recognize the names of these people I don't know who they are and you know who they're, they're getting advice from the people who set up the, the shit system that we have now Amazing, just amazing, amazing that people are going to trust the industry. Why would anybody trust it? Right, it's never shown an ability to do anything right. 
You think this is going to... Oh, they're going to get this right? This is going to be screwed up. That's a... Survives. Even survives the, the... The lawsuits. Yeah, this is this is gross, man. It's just, I, it just, just the biggest gut punch. And it's like, man, what are we doing? You know, like, what are we doing? I don't know, man. Between this and the Knicks looking like shit, it's just killing me. Oh, man. Knicks started out good, too. <laughs> their oh, their whole... star player is, is non-existent, or quote-unquote star player, who never was their star player, who I don't even understand why they signed him to that contract. But now he's not even playing. And you have your... Well, he's, he's just done it. Something left. There's just no no meat left on them bones, man. He's he's he just can't move. He's old, right? Yep. But they a lot of other issues. They've got a lot of issues. Everyone's got issues now. Everybody's getting uh, it's like every day. There's yeah. Joe Harris and his weak ass. (laughs) My whole team's hurt, man. My whole fantasy league team is hurt. It's a disgrace. Yeah, started at least the Dolphins are winning, though. I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll get close and then and blow a game. They should win. Good at that. But... I saw two guys at a rest area this weekend, uh, yesterday, driving back home with uh, two of jerseys. There you go. It was comforting. <clears throat> There's a guy. I, I don't know why people. So much is play well. They're all and every, everyone all talks about everything he he quote unquote can't do. Yet he's got a terrible line. He's got receivers that are less than stellar for the most part. And and he's he turn his passes every week. Like what what do you want, man? And <laughs> lemonade out of lemons, man. This guy's making miracles happen. Yeah, right. Oh, he's injury prone. Did you see the hit the guy in Buffalo hit with him? He's like, he, he <laughs> survived. But, but that's oh, uh, this week. <laughs> the Knicks need a, a bye week. Knicks need a bye month, bro. It's not even. It's not even. Yet and <laughs> Nick's Twitter's in disarray. No more Bing Bong. Bing Bong has been shelved for now. now. It's been used against us too much. <laughs> <laughs> Every team that throws it right in our face. <laughs> Deservedly so. I mean, what are you going to do? Because you know, as soon as they go back on a winning streak, the Bing Bong. they're going to be going. Anyways, sorry. Be a little bit more upbeat, but I just don't think that this is. Uh, there's any reason to be 
because uh, I think this is a disaster. And uh, what else to say? It's, uh, it's going to be hard for this business because nobody wants to do the right thing. And, and you know, they're going to have meetings. And believe me, the, the next couple of days at Arizona, there are going to be all kinds of people and all kinds of, you know, rhetoric. But what's actually going to happen? Probably not. What it needs to start, it needs to start at, at an individual basis. And if you're a trainer, you just need to go. And maybe we're going to take some people out that shouldn't be taken out. But you know what? They can go somewhere else and start over and, and, and do it. Because the fact of the matter is, I don't know any suspicious trainers that have ever been taken out in this business that weren't deserving. None. None. There's never been a single guy was actually legit so take that as you may but you let that crap happen uh, and you let that bullshit go on in your backside and you're going to you know it just everything else becomes i don't know it's 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 so complicated there's so many issues like I, i don't even know where you start i really don't even know where you start between be, 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 between the betting part, between the 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 tracks focus part, between um, the actual on track, between the the failure to be able to adjudicate what goes on on track, to be the failure to be able to to time things, the data, the whole data, you know, being held hostage by Equibase. I mean, like, where do you start, man? <laughs> If someone made you the racing czar and they gave you like unlimited powers, like where the hell would you even start? I don't even know where to start. Don't even know. I just said where it should start, but then I'm like, well, I don't even know if I could start that. You'd have to do this and you have to do that. I mean, it's just crazy. So. Rough go of it, man. Today was not a good day in horse racing history. No, sir. This is our... <laughs> um, thinking, uh, this is the life we've chosen. Um, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Uh, when you think about um, you know where where we go from here, it's hard to visualize. Th- th- this this could be the day where where you know there was that there was circled, <laughs> yep. uh, and. The tipping point of the uh, of the end of the game. I certainly hope not, but I mean, and how can hard? It's hard to see any anything else. You know, you could you could say you could be the glasses half full and say, well, maybe this is quote unquote rock bottom. 
but it just doesn't seem like it. <laughs> and that's the problem. It's like, all right, well, can it get worse? Yes. How? I don't know. But it just doesn't seem like it. It's this isn't done. Is this the the of uh, a friend for for horse racing? You know, right? The Archduke Franz Ferdinand of Austria was assassinated. Started uh, a series of events that that created World War One, and this the tipping point where. You know, maybe if California goes down, Oof, bro, it's a huge, huge part of racing in the state or in this country. And, and even if it's not what it was, it's, I don't know, man. Anyways, well, enjoy the rest of the week. We will try. <laughs> Give that old college try. All right, my man. I'll talk to you later. All right. Have a good one. Thanks. Thanks for everyone for listening.